Welcome in Fantasizers, episode four of the podcast, Your Big Fat Fantasy. I'm Nicholas Logan. I'm Anthony Bravo, and welcome to our Halloween special. Yeah, we're going to be sharing you guys um, some Halloween-related topics to go with fantasy-related topics, some tricks, treats, killers, um, and then our week eight picks and some trades that happened in the NFL. Yeah, big trades, big rumors, so get ready for a big episode. Yeah. Yeah, let's hop into it. I'll, I'll go with my hit. Uh, it's going to be Tom Brady. Actually, it went 26 for 44 against the Ravens with one touchdown and 17.1 PPR points. Was my only hit this week, and he actually still came out with the loss. And um, honestly, it's probably a new low for Tom Brady right now. He is uh, three and five, and the Bucks are just not looking like the Bucks right now. Yeah, and like you mentioned on the last episode, probably the off the field issues. Talk about the old men uh, just not. <laughs> yeah. Being in, it could be a lot of off field issues for uh, a lot of those guys. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Tom Brady not getting it done. Uh, I'm gonna go with my uh, first pick was uh, Leonard Fournette from last week. I know I picked him uh, for the Sunday game in Week Seven, but he did have a better game in Week Eight. I just traded for him. So I was happy to see him. He did get that first touchdown of the game and then kind of slowed was slow the whole rest of the game until the fourth quarter. Got some garbage time points, but ended up finishing with 14.8 fantasy points. Uh, played 72% of the snaps, which is back up from his season low last week, which was 60%. Had nine rushes for 24 yards. Not great, but did have a TD and three catches for 34 yards. So. Yeah, Rashad White may be a player you want to get if you have Fournette. Yeah, and I have as him a, as, as a back. A, as yeah. a and he looked yeah. good. He looked good yeah, on for uh, sure. Thursday. Uh, yeah, he's a passing back, and Tom Brady loves his passing back. So he reminds he looks like Fournette when he's out there. When I was watching the game, I was looking. I'm like, is that Fournette? And I was like, those are shots wide. I'm like, oh, it looks he plays and like looks like Fournette. <laughs> you don't even notice there. any yeah. difference. But uh, that brings me to my misses. Uh, I'll go with my first miss. It's gonna be Rashad Bateman. He actually aggravated his foot injury in this game. Only had one target, and he didn't even catch it. So he ended up the game ended up uh, leaving the game with a donut, zero PPR points. And he left guys like Devin DuVernay and um, Demarcus Robinson to eat up the target share. Yeah, and they both look good. Um, no, DuVernay had a wet rushing touchdown. Demarcus Robinson had a lot of uh, a lot of targets that game too. Yeah, they both. Guy really... I talked about in the preseason to keep on your radars in case you know. Yeah, they, those receivers I, go down. I believe they both had over 15 PPR points too. Yeah, so, so. that's solid flex play right there. For real. Yeah, and if they're strong waivers, pick them up. Um, yeah, and then my second hit is gonna be uh, Mike Evans. Uh, 18.3 fantasy points. Another guy on my fantasy team um, that I chose. Uh, back-to-back 18-plus fantasy weeks. I had 11 targets, 6 catches, and 123 yards. So a big game for Big Mike once again. Yeah, and you said you weren't going to miss him this week, and you didn't. And same so. with Fournette. Too. Same with Fournette. Uh, he went 3-for-3. Three three. I went 1-for-3, and uh, brings me to my last miss. Uh, Kate Auden, he was my sleeper, and he didn't play like a sleeper. Only caught two receptions for 15 yards and 3.5 PPR points. Uh, not the game I was expecting. Um, Mike Evans and Julio Jones received more of the opportunities than Kate Auden. And, yeah, um, just I thought he was going to produce more, and he didn't. So. Yeah, and that'll lead me to my last pick. Like you said, I went three for three. Lamar Jackson, he did hit, uh, had four down weeks in a row, but – Finally had a decent game, um, probably not as good as he did the first three weeks of the season, but still put up 21.82 fantasy points. Um, I know the Bucks are probably expecting a really big run-heavy offense from the Ravens, but that's not what happened. Lamar Jackson actually threw for 38 times, 27 completions, which were both season highs, hasn't thrown that much or had that many completions this season. Had 238 throwing yards, uh, two touchdowns, and had nine rushes for 43 yards, so... A decent game, a different game for Lamar Jackson. Not a lot of rushes, a lot more throws, and um, yeah, but he looked good out there against a pretty tough Bucks Bucks defense. Yeah, for sure, did look good. 
And that's going to be the end of our hits and misses. You want to jump into our tricks and treats and yeah, yeah, killers? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you know, trick or treat, you know, that's what you say when you, you know, knock on your door when you're a kid, you know, when you when you want some candy. So this year, that you know, sometimes you get candy that you don't like and, you know, sometimes you get some candy that you <laughs> you love you know like yeah. i love snickers i don't want to get no titsy rolls when i when i was <laughs> trick-or-treating but i definitely got some uh snickers this year definitely got some titsy rolls this year with uh the way i drafted um yeah for sure but i'll start with my tricks this year uh, my first trick the biggest trick probably gonna be kyle pitts um yeah right now the tight end 23 not a guy you expected if you were getting him in the third fourth round of drafts was being drafted as a tight end three i remember yeah it was supposed to be the third after kelsey and and travis kelsey and mark andrews respectfully you know and if you're a dynasty drafter and this was your first season i'm sure you were getting kyle pitts in the first second round and he's probably the he's definitely probably the first tight end off the board um but yeah not looking good averaging 6.63 fantasy points per game only getting five targets a game, which ranks 15th amongst tight ends. And you're talking about a guy who's supposed to be a physical specimen. You talk about he's supposed to be a unicorn, but he's 15th among all tight ends in the league in targets. And that's not what you expect from a guy who they drafted in the first round, the Falcons last year, a guy that you probably drafted in the first few rounds this year. Just not looking like they're going to him a lot in the passing game. Only 178 uh, yards this year, one touchdown. His best game was week three. He finished with 13.7 fantasy points. And, um, yeah, and f- only finished as a, as a top tight end once this year. That was week three, like I said, and then week six. Um, week three, he was a sixth-ranked tight end, and week six, he was the 12th-ranked tight end. Um, yeah, I know if you're a dynasty owner, obviously you want to keep him around. He's still young, has a lot of potential. But if you're in those uh, redraft leagues, I'm sure at this point you're going with other options at tight end, sadly, now with uh, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy this year, for sure. Uh, another disappointment, another trick that I have uh, is uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, I just feel like it's a little tricky if you have DK because you don't really know if Geno Smith is going to go to him. You don't know if he's going to go to Tyler Lockett. We got that Mar- Marquise Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 went off uh, last, last game. So, and also Seattle's a very run heavy team, and they'll be looking to ru- to run the ball more often now that newly rookie uh, running back Kenneth Walker is becoming the new starter. And um, DK and Tyler Lockett are actually both questionable this week. So, maybe another reason to maybe look to move them off your team for some more reliable pieces. Yeah. I know it, Tyler Lockett's having a better season than DK, and he yeah. was going three or four rounds after DK, too. So, yeah. Um, even with the season that Geno Smith's having, you expect them to be, you know, both top 10, 15 wide receivers yeah. this year, but they're both outside uh, the 15th. <laughs> um, and that'll take me to my next uh, trick, going to be uh, Darnell Mooney, wide receiver from the Chicago Bears. Uh, was going around the fifth, sixth round. I'm sure a lot of people got him as their wide receiver two this year, maybe a wide receiver three. I know I personally got him in the sixth round, and I drafted him kind of a lot in a lot of best ball leagues, and most of those drafts are my worst drafts that I have <laughs> because of Darnell Mooney, you know, wasting, you know, early pick on him yeah. to be your top second uh, receiver on your team. Yeah. Um, one of those guys that you're like, oh, I can get receivers in that fifth, sixth round range, and you're looking at Darnell Mooney being that one. I mean, why not? Last year he was the wide receiver 24, yeah. especially with uh, the quarterback situation there with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. And, and Ra- Justin, 
He ran Allen Robinson out of town. Yeah, so they they really relied on him to be, you know, the the future. He's still yeah. young. He's still same with Kyle Pitts. Does have a lot of potential, especially in dynasty leagues. I'm sure in redraft leagues, you pro- he's probably on waivers now. Yeah, he's probably. I know I haven't started him since week one. He's the wide <laughs> yeah. receiver 65 right now and hasn't scored a touchdown this year. You have guys like economy uh, is st brown who scored a touchdown you have dante pettis has scored a touchdown even velas jones their rookie who's had limited amount of snaps has already had a touchdown this year but darna mooney nothing no touchdowns almost had one in that game winner a couple uh weeks ago in that thursday night game but has only finished as a top as a wide receiver two once this year and that was week four he only had 13.4 fantasy points um so, like I said, a guy that you expected to be your wide receiver two on your team has only finished in that range once in yeah. seven weeks. So Yeah, not something you want to see from a guy like that. Um, it's going to bring me to my second trick, uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, kind of a, a similar situation as Seattle, except there's more wide receivers that can possibly take touches away from Scary Terry. Uh, they got Curtis Samuel. They got Jahan Dotson, who is out, but he's still very talented. And they got Logan Thomas, and they are also having quarterback issues. Uh, they just promoted Taylor Heineke, and they demoted Carson Wentz. So that could just be a sign that um, they're trying to distribute the ball so Taylor Heineke could build chemistry, you know, with all the players around the field. Yeah, exactly. Terry McLaurin did have his best game of the season last year, or last week, I mean. And and I know Heineke and McLaurin, they do have a good they do have good chemistry together. but Yeah. In the beginning of the year, it was like Jahan Dotson was kind of the main guy. Then, like, Curtis Samuel's gotten some little sprinkles in there, good games here and there. But uh, either way, it should be Terry McLaurin. He's just way too talented to be, you know. Yeah, a guy, a guy we were drafting in, like, the third, fourth, yeah. fifth round, Yeah, guy too. who you're probably looking at is, hey, I can, get a, I can go running back heavy, maybe get a tight end like Kelsey Andrews yeah. or Pitts in these first three rounds and then get McLaurin as my number one wide receiver and hasn't really produced no. like that. I think he's a wide receiver, like, 26. 26 on yeah, the year, so. yeah. Yeah, and then I'll bring me to my last tricks. Um, it's gonna be a two, to be two guys in here because they both play on the same team. Um, but we'll start it off with uh, Najee Harris. Uh, been the probably one of the biggest tricks this year, especially in any format. Redraft dynasty best ball guy that was going in the first round, probably in ninety five percent of leagues, ninety nine percent of leagues, if not early, early second, second early, early early second. Um, right now the running back twenty two. Not bad, but not a. You don't want your first round pick to be a running back twenty two. No. Um, last year, I mean, they said in the beginning of the year, so a lot of people they probably faded off Najee because Mike Tomlin did say that they were going to rely less on him and give him less touches, and it showed. Last year, he was averaging eighteen carries per game. This year, dropped all the way down to fourteen point three carries per game. His yards per carry have gone down as well. Last year was three point nine one. Now with three point two nine. He only has three total touchdowns this year, one rushing, two receiving, and only finished as a running back one once this year. That was week two, and he barely finished as the running back 12. He had 13.9 fantasy points, I think like 0.5 ahead of J.D. McKissick, who was the RB13 that week. Um, So, yeah, Najee just not looking good. I know he just got that steel plate removed out of his foot, but still, since then, still looks like the same back he was the first five, six weeks of the season. Looks like Um, he still has that steel plate in the show. Yeah, it's not looking good. Um. (laughs) We'll see. Um, obviously, I feel like you still got to start him. Yeah. Obviously, that's just because he's RB22. You kind of have no choice if that's your first round pick. Yeah, and he's <laughs> RB22, so it's not bad. He's your RB2, our flex at this point. Yeah. And then his teammate, Deontay Johnson, another guy that was probably going like Terry McLaurin in those first three, four rounds, a guy that you probably thought hey, I can, he can be my 
you know, wide right receiver one, maybe my wide receiver, receiver two. two. Yeah. I know if there's a lot of questions, but he got that deal this year, you know. He signed a two-year, $36.7 million deal. So a lot of people were confident that, you know, they want to keep him around. They like the talent. But like I said, he's the wide receiver 32, um, hasn't scored a touchdown this year, and he's leading his team in targets. He's leading the team in receptions. He's second in yards. He has 337 yards, and George Pickens has 338 yards. But on a lot less targets, George Pickens has only one less yard. Um, yeah, but Deontay Johnson has not found the end zone. Claypool has found the end zone. George Pickens has found the end zone. Guys that were going way later than Deontay Johnson in drafts. And um, week three was his best week. And even then, he finished as the wide receiver 22. You have George Pickens, who's already finished in the top 12 once. You have Claypool, who's finished in the top 12 once. But their best receiver, Mr. Reliable, is supposed to be, hasn't finished in the top 20 even this year. Yeah. So another trick, uh, those two Steelers. Definitely. Definitely a trick. Uh, brings me to my last trick. Uh, David Montgomery, and we kind of su suspected this even in the preseason, but it's official. David Montgomery is in a timeshare with Khalil Herbert, according to Matt Eberflew. Uh, so some days we could see Montgomery have a good game, and other days it could be Herbert. And it's never a good thing for fantasy football when your running backs are in a timeshare. So uh, if you have the chance to move Montgomery off your team, I suggest you do so. He hasn't received more than 17 touches in a game this season at all. So, yeah, man, not, not, going, not looking good for David Montgomery owners and looking really good for Khalil Herbert owners. Yeah, he's going to be one of those late guys that can win a lot of leagues, I feel like, Khalil Herbert. If you're yeah. making the playoffs, by then he might be that main back towards the end of the year. Yeah. Especially with the Bears, they're not looking too bad. Justin Fields is uh, kind of coming around. And even though he's coming around, like, you know, Darnell Mooney isn't really coming around. So yeah. we picked two Bears, two Steelers, you know, just teams in the bottom and the offense, uh, teams that are in the bottom in the league in offense. But, um, yeah, those were our tricks. Uh, Going to move on to our treats. Um, so not everything is uh, bad in fantasy. You know, you might miss on some picks. You know, you might miss on some guys you traded for or something. But there's some guys that you can find, you know, in those mid to late rounds that um, – they're treats, you know, guys that other people weren't expecting to go off, and they're kind of your sleeper picks, and yeah. they have done nothing but sleep all year. Um, my first up will be uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, probably the biggest one right now. He's the RB5 right now. Three straight games of 30-plus fantasy points, looking incredible. I know he, the Raiders didn't want to bring him back this year, but the way he's running the ball, he's looking like he deserves a Big deal, and he's only 24 years old. It's his fourth year in the league, and he's still one of the youngest running backs. You know, he's he's the same age as Najee Harris, who's in his second year. He's in the same age as Ramondre Stevenson, who he's in his second year. And this yeah. guy's four, his fourth year in the league, only 24 years old. Going to deserve a lot of money this offseason. His agent's going to be happy. He's going to be really happy. Um, if you're a Josh Jacobs owner, you're very happy. One of the biggest treats. Um, I know I said a stat on the last show, but I actually uh, went and looked it up. So, um He's the third running back in the last 15 years to run for 140 yards and at least one touchdown in three straight games. The other two, like I said, were Adrian Peterson and Derrick Henry. So Josh Jacobs, like you said, is an elite company with those guys the last three games, looking like the bell cow. I know a lot of people were scared because Josh McDaniels was coming to town, and you know they were really running back committee last year in New England with him as the offensive coordinator. Um, but Josh Jacobs has taken over, and the Raiders are looking like a whole different team when he's out there running the ball the way he has. Um, his last three games, like I said, he's has 69 total carries for 440 total rushing yards and six touchdowns the last three games. 
just outstanding numbers um just yeah. week in and week the last three weeks the last three games has been just one of the best fantasy players overall he's actually been a top three running back those three weeks um yeah if, uh his first three games he had no touchdowns and he had no game with 20 carries those first three games but since then he has like i said taken over um yeah so it's not looking like zamir white's gonna see the field anytime soon yeah Exactly. And, and that's going to bring me to my first treat. Uh, kind of a treat if you drafted him in the second round. Uh, it's going to be Aaron Jones. He's currently the running back 10. So he's going for low-end running back 1 value, but I believe he has high-end running back 1 potential, especially since he's the only playmaker in Green Bay right now that Aaron, Roger li- Aaron Rodgers likes. The only downside is that he has a week 14 bye, so it could be a big blow if, like, you're that fifth, sixth, seventh seed just about to get into playoffs. You're probably not going to have Aaron Jones for week 14. So uh, week 14 is going to be a very important week for you. So if you have Aaron Jones and you're looking to make a playoff push, just make sure you have a solid fill-in for him on week 14. Yeah, definitely. Um, and my next, the guy I just talked about, Ramondre Stevenson, his second year in the league. Um but looking like the main running back in New England, a guy we talk a lot about on uh, this show. Um, right now, the running back eight right now, but he started the season in a committee with Damian Harris. Yep. Um, a guy that I got personally in the seventh round. I got him in two two redraft leagues in the seventh round. So I know, and he's starting in my lineup every week. And like, yeah. as a running back eight, you're getting him in the seventh round. That's one of the biggest treats you can go for. Like Josh Jacobs going in the sixth, seventh round as well. RB three. Big treat. Ramondre Stevenson, a big treat to me personally. He's um, averaging 20.28 fantasy points per game since week three, since taking over the backfield. Um, He already has 487 yards. Last year, he had 606 total. Um, He already has 98 carries. Last year, he had 133 carries, and his yards per game have gone up. He's at 4.97 yards per carry. Last year was 4.56. And he already has four touchdowns this year, which was one more than his uh, total last year when he had three. Um, he's also having more targets this year. So yeah. last, a lot of guys, they were getting Ramondre Stevenson in the seventh, eighth round to be like a filler running back for those bye week because mm-hmm. he has that PPR potential. He's going to be the receiving back. Yeah. And he is the receiving back. He's and the running back for but them. He's, like, he's, he's the receiving back and more the, now. Yeah, he's yeah. more now because <laughs> even last year, he already has more targets and receptions than last year yeah. and more receiving yards. Last year, he had 29 targets. Sorry, last year he, uh, he had 18 targets. Now he's up to 29. He's has more receptions this year, 25. Last year he had 14. And last year he had 145 receive, uh, 123 receiving yards last year. Now up to 145. So seen a lot more in the receiving game, a lot more in the running game. Um, yeah, Bill one, of my, one of my favorite um, picks this year was Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, me too. Bill Belichick loves that guy. And He's going to continue to feed him the ball, especially if, you know, their quarterback plays and up to par. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to be feeding Ramondre. Uh, brings me to my second treat is a healthy Jalen Waddle. The Tua and the Waddle connection is very strong. I feel like it's always been strong, and I expect it to continue to be strong as long as Tua is at the quarterback position. Uh, he's due for a big game against Detroit this week. Uh, only downside to Jalen Waddle is that his Week 15 to week 17 schedule is very tough. Uh, He should be able to do well in week 14 against the Chargers, but he has Buffalo in week 15. He has Green Bay in week 16, and then he has New England in week 17. So just a thing to keep an eye out for, for sure, if you have Jalen Waddle, but definitely a treat in my opinion. Yeah, another guy you're probably getting in the mid rounds. Yeah, um, like probably fifth, sixth. Yeah, yeah. second second or third receiver taken. Yeah. 
sure people are getting Darnell Mooney over, you know, a guy <laughs> like Jalen Waddle. So. Yeah. Unfortunately for those people, um, I was probably one of them. But <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, leaving on to my uh, last treat, one of my biggest treats, one of my favorite players actually this season, Geno Smith, a guy that I had in my dynasty league as my fourth best quarterback coming into the season, a guy that I just kind of picked up off waivers just in case he might start this year, just in case he might be good, a guy that maybe I can start him as a QB2 on bye weeks, someone gets injured, maybe, maybe I might drop him to start the season, we'll see. But nonetheless, he's in my starting lineup now. No questions asked. He's found a spot on my team. He's found a home in Seattle. Geno Smith having his best season, 32 years old, and, you know, just looks like the future of Seattle. I mean, why not? He's a QB7 right now, averaging 17.7 fantasy points per game. 11 passing touchdowns. His career high is 13, so he might break his career high this week. (laughs) Um He's seventh in the league in passing yards with 1,712 passing yards. And he's first in the league in completion percentage with 73% completion percentage. And he's the highest graded quarterback when he has a clean pocket. Um, Second highest, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes is first. He has a 92.1 quarterback grade with a clean pocket. Uh, Geno Smith is second uh, with a 91 uh, graded quarterback. Grade with the clean pocket and Josh Allen right behind Geno Smith, 90.1 with the clean pocket. So, elite company, yeah, elite company. And not only is he probably one of the better passing quarterbacks this year, but he's also eighth in the league in rushing yards with 132. So, I know a lot of people they like to get that fantasy value from quarterbacks that run. Hey, he's top 10 in and running the ball, and he's top five to 10 in almost every major passing category right now. Geno Smith, um, if he's somehow still in waivers in any of your leagues. Go pick him up and start him. Yeah, for sure. Geno Smith, one of the one of the big surprise players of fantasy this year. Another big surprise player, and my last treat is uh, Daniel Jones, uh, having a very productive year as the quarterback eleven, and definitely outperforming expectations. A uh, little fun fact: Daniel Jones is actually the first quarterback since nineteen fifty with five game-winning drives in the first seven games of the season. So. He's doing well. Uh, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll stated that stopping Jones and Saquon on the ground is as hard as it gets, and that's high praise coming from a coach that likes to run the ball a lot. So, yeah, uh, I I said it once. I'll say it again. Brian Dable is doing a great job in New York. He's unlocking Daniel Jones' rushing ability that we haven't seen ever since he's been there, and that has made him a treat in my opinion. Yeah, and that team probably has the best quarterback running back running duo in the right league. now you know yeah, a lot of sure. people are probably saying josh allen singletary jalen hurts miles sanders lamar jackson jk dobbins right now it's definitely daniel jones, jones and, saquon. and saquon barkley without a doubt and they've been doing it with no wide receivers the whole year yeah and winning games right now so that's crazy yeah um but that'll lead us to now our killers so i know you know it's halloween season everyone has like that favorite you know killer movie i know mine growing up was michael myers so friday the 13th that was yours friday yeah, Krueger. Friday yeah. The 13th, yeah so everyone has that you know the, the, it's a halloween time they want to watch those scary movies but there's some guys child's play too child's play child's play yeah i love, <laughs> I love chucky i used to love chucky. i always reference like chucky like yeah he's just so funny too um yeah, but there's some guys that you play in fantasy that are just straight killers, and every week you see those guys on the opposing team, and you, you know might if you're shiver a little them bit. That week you're screwed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're gonna need your team's best week because that guy might outscore two or three dudes on your team. Just straight killers, straight guys that that are scary to face. Yeah, week in and week out this year. Um, 
I'll start it off with Bravo's boy. Straight killer. Austin Eckler. Just a straight killer this year. The RB1. Um, actually, he was first in the league um, in fantasy points overall. But after Lamar Jackson's week last yeah, Thursday, week, so on he Thursday got game, those yeah. 21 extra points. I put him ahead of Austin Eckler. Yeah. So he has that one extra game. But nonetheless, Austin Eckler, he's averaging the third most fantasy points per game this year, 24.96. Pretty much 25 points per game he's scoring as a running back. Right behind Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, the teammates over there in Buffalo. Um, has eight touchdowns his last four games. The first three weeks, he had no touchdowns. And I remember I picked Austin Eckler as one of my picks. And I said, this is the week he's going to score a touchdown. And he scored three that week. And <laughs> since then, he scored five more. Just averaging two touchdowns per game. Has five rushing, three receiving. So he's seen it on both ends of the field. Um, he's been the running back one overall three of the last four weeks. Week six, he was RB3. So weeks four, five, and seven, he was RB1. And then week six, he just finished at the RB3. Another guy who's putting up 30-point bombs almost every game, it seems like. Um, yeah, and he's first in the league in yards after the catch with 467. So They're feeding him. Yeah, especially with the iffy wide receiver situation. Keenan Allen was banged up. Now Mike Williams is banged up. They have really haven't had like their full offense there in San Diego or yeah. Los Angeles. Los they, Angeles. They haven't had their – well, they're looking like the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> so. um, but, yeah, yeah the, but Austin Eckler is the main, the main guy, and you know, Herbert's going to go to him more and more. And, yeah, and, they always have those dump-off passes too, even if it's for like two yards. That's very valuable in PPR leagues. Yeah, and, and especially with Eckler, he just goes and goes and goes and goes. Yeah, and goes. yeah. So, not bringing that guy down. So Austin Eckler, PPR demon for yeah, sure. Yeah, and if you're facing – some with Austin Eckler this week, you can take a little deep breath because the Chargers are on a bye this week. So you <laughs> get that. We better win this week. This is yeah, your time to beat that team. This is your time team. for sure. Uh, it's going to bring me to my first killer. Uh, Saquon Barkley has a great matchup against Seattle this week. And Saquon Barkley actually hasn't seen less than 18 touches in all but two games this season. So, And in those two games where he didn't receive 18 touches, it was week three versus Dallas. He still had 22.6 PPR points. And week five at Green Bay, he still had 19.6 PPR points. In the Green Bay game, he came out of the game for a couple snaps mm-hmm. because he was injured. So this dude is just like on his Mamba mentality. Uh, his season stats, he has 726 rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns. He has 25 receptions out of 30 targets for 180 receiving yards. And he has 141.6 PPR points, which is the 12th highest overall in fantasy. So Saquon Barkley, a killer, man. If you're facing him against Seattle this week, you might be screwed. Yeah, and I was happy to get him in the second round for sure. I was either getting him or Mark Andrews. I'm happy that I went with uh, Saquon. Saquon for sure. Another killer, um, his second year being a killer, just like Eckler. Um, Cooper Cup, the wide receiver too. Um, and if you faced them, another team that they just got rid of their bye week. So if you faced the team with Cooper Cup last week, I hope you got that win because for now on, Cooper Cup is going to be locked and loaded, um, ready to go in Los Angeles. Um, fourth overall in fantasy points per game, right after Austin Eckler, averaging 24.8. So just a little, little, little less points than Austin Eckler. Uh, Cooper Cub leading the NFL in targets per game. And not only does he lead the NFL in targets, but he's catching almost everything. The guy does not drop a ball. He's also first in catches with he's getting 9.3 uh, receptions per game. It's just outstanding numbers. Already with 607 yards, five total touchdowns, four receiving and one rushing touchdown. So looking like that guy who he was last year um cooper cup man yeah we were we were saying like we don't know how he wasn't the first wide receiver taken in redraft or just the first overall overall taken. yeah like he's just he's something special for sure another guy that's something special 
at the wide receiver position, we talked about him earlier, Stefan Diggs. Uh, he's facing Green Bay this week, who ranks first in NFL in pass defense, but still Josh Allen's favorite target, and he will continue to be. He's uh, number six highest fantasy scorer this season. And one thing I love about Stefan Diggs is I love his week 14 through week 17 schedule. He has New York Jets week 14, Miami week 15, Chicago week 16, and Cincinnati week 17. So they're all pretty solid pass defense except Miami, but I can I can see him having big days, you know. It doesn't yeah. re- it doesn't even really matter if the if the pass defense is elite for Stefan Diggs, you know, he's that guy. Yeah. And the Buffalo's one of the top offense in the league. Like I just said Josh Allen's first in the league in points per game. Stefan Diggs is second in the league in in fa- fantasy points per game. That yeah. is he's second and um yeah, he's going to go off regardless. And even though you said Packers are uh first in the league in pass defense but that's because they played some bad teams and Aaron Rodgers has kind of been at fault for them not winning against the Jets the Giants the Commanders last week a lot of teams it's kind of of questions in that receiving room but Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo definitely no questions there um straight killer for sure and then my last killer is gonna be uh Travis Kelsey tight end one once again looking like he will be the tight end one again this year mark andrews a little banged up only one that i say he'd be in competition with or maybe kyle pitts that we've already put in our tricks so travis kelsey a straight killer um i saw a tweet the other day and it was like who is the funnest fantasy player to own off the top of my head it was just travis kelsey he's like my favorite fantasy player i had him last year have him again this year He's just so fun to own. Like, you're a Travis Kelsey owner. You know how fun it is. He's just, so consistent. He's so consistent. You know yeah. he's in the tight end spot. You know he's an outscorer. And if, you, if you're facing someone with Travis Kelsey, you know, like, it's going to be a bad week for me because my tight end is not going to do what Travis Kelsey yeah. is going to do. And if my tight end could just maybe, like, just squeeze in. Like, those weeks you want to – if you're facing Travis Kelsey, I feel like those weeks you want to pick up a tight end that could maybe put up 20 that game. You might not pick – start your main tight end that's putting up yeah. 10 12 points a game you might just want to put like a Taysom hill in there that might score 25 30 that game maybe but and if not hey my, my tight end wasn't gonna outscore travis kelsey anyway so yeah who cares but travis kelsey six of the last seven years he's finished as the overall tight end one last year he was the tight end two just behind mark andrews yeah it's almost a surprise if he doesn't score like 15 or more points yeah exactly and he's gonna be targeted even though they brought in Kadarius tony um he's still gonna be Mahomes' favorite yeah, target. For sure. He's actually the highest graded receiver this year in the NFL. He's ninety point nine um, graded at receiver. And he's not, and he's even, not even a receiver. receiver. So um, he <laughs> already crazy. has seven receiving touchdowns this year. His career high is eleven. So with, with between in seven weeks, he's already averaging one touchdown per game. If he plays a full season, he's probably going to beat his career high at eleven touchdowns yeah. total. Uh, he's top ten in league interceptions, top fifteen in targets per games as a tight end. I mean, Travis Kelsey just. It's a killer, man. If you have him, like, he's worth a first-round, second-round pick year in, year out for as long as he's in the league, I believe. Yeah, for sure, man. And um, my last killer is actually who you just mentioned, Mark Andrews, the tight end, too. Um, so his his shoulder injury is not considered to be serious. Uh, but nonetheless, he's Lamar Jackson's favorite target. And Lamar Jackson loves the tight end position. We saw when Andrews came out, Isaiah Likely came in, and he came out of the game with six, six receptions, seven targets, 77 receiving yards, and a touchdown for 19.7 PPR points. So once Andrews comes back and he's 100%, he's going to be taking that role one, back once again, and he's going to be going off once again. And weeks 15 through 17, the Ravens play Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and Cleveland. So these are all games where Andrews could just, you know, pop off mm-hmm. at any point for like 30 40 plus 
Uh, Andrews is the number 21 overall fantasy scorer this season, and he hasn't even been 100% the last two weeks due to mm-hmm. injury. And he's still the tight end, too. So mm-hmm. wait till he's 100%, and he's going to be performing to expectations for yeah. sure. Sure. Another guy that if you have Mark Andrews and you're going against Travis Kelsey, you're confident. Yeah, week, that's like know? the only even yeah. matchup for tight ends. That is, it's like, <laughs> and like Travis Kelsey, he has his bike coming up just like Austin Eckler. So if you're facing Travis Kelsey this week, uh, the team with Travis Kelsey this week can be take a little deep breath. But after that, uh, good luck <laughs> the rest of the way. Um, yeah. yeah, those were our uh, our killers. You know, those guys that just come in and just kill your team, beat your team, and <laughs> you you got to rely on. You know, if you're facing Austin Eckler like a Cooper Cup, you gotta hope. You know, he's gonna he's gonna outscore at least both of your receivers or both of your running yeah. backs, guys like that, like a Mark yeah. Andrews, Stephon Diggs. You know, these guys are gonna come and put up thirty points. You're yeah. just hoping one of your receivers can maybe put up twenty that game. Yeah, and we're talk we always talk about or we were talking about last episode, like or a couple episodes ago, that you want to get those for sure picks mm-hmm. in drafts and and Andrews now. and Kelsey. Those are those for sure picks. Yeah, and, they, and all these guys were going in the first, you know, two two rounds. You know? Yeah, and if you got those guys, like perfect. Cause yeah, that's they're, it. They're they're performing to their expectations. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's our little segment. Uh, it's gonna bring us to a little bit of trade talk we have going on. Um, well, there was a trade that was already completed. We got Kadarius Tony was traded from the New York Giants to the Kansas City Chiefs for a conditional third-rounder and a sixth-rounder. Uh, to me, this is just, you know, the Chiefs showing that they're looking to replace Tyreek Hill. And, you know, the other wide receivers outside of Juju, they really haven't even showed potential. And even so, Juju's the wide receiver 20, so that's, like, borderline mm-hmm. wide receiver too. So they're looking to upgrade that wide receiver room for sure, and maybe Kadarius Tony's the answer. Um, yeah. He has Tyreek Hill speed. So he just has to, you know, implement some other skill sets that Tyreek has, and he can be, you know, Tyreek Hill prototype. Yeah, and even though the year that Daniel Jones is having, like you mentioned, it's he's not he's not the quarterback that Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, no, no one is. So if you could put someone like Kadarius Tony out there, I mean, they haven't really used a lot of Sky Moore this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I know MVS has not been seen really at all. McCore Hardman had his best game last week, same with Juju, but. Yeah, you're not going to trade some picks to bring in. Once again, you're not going to be trading these picks to bring in a guy that is going to be your fourth receiver on on the depth chart. He's going to plug right in and be starting week in and week out if he's healthy, you know. He's still young. The Giants were talking about trading him in the offseason, and they finally came around to doing so. And that opens the door for guys like Wondell Robinson, the rookie. He's looked good as the main receiver the last two weeks in New York, and now it's for sure that they're they're that confident, Wondell Robinson, that they got rid of Tony and whatever – Whatever. Also a good thing for Saquon, they're gonna be feeding him. Yeah, even more sure. so. Even and more. So if you have one, another guy, Wando Robinson, if he's on waivers in your league, go pick him up. I picked him up a couple weeks ago to get ready, and like, yeah, I, I like Wando Robinson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's definitely the new wide receiver one in New York. Um, another trade, uh, actually, I, I kind of heard about. It's a trade rumor. I heard uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, maybe to the Bills, Buffalo yeah. Bills. Who, um. Uh, a contender is definitely going to be the one that trades for Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's actually in the final year of his contract, and he's being shopped around for a fourth-round pick. So, yeah, the only teams that would trade for him would be a playoff contender. But in my opinion, I think the Buffalo Bills are the front runner. just basing my opinions off reports I read on Twitter. Yeah, we also the Chiefs on last episode were looking at him. Oh, yeah, Chiefs want to bring bring him back too, I heard, for so, a little reunion. we'll see. Um, I know, la- like, the... Bills are trying to get J.D. McKissick in the offseason. He went back to sign with Washington, and they yeah. drafted James Cook, and he fumbled on his first NFL <laughs> carry, and ever yeah. since then, they haven't really trusted him with the ball. So, yeah. um, you know, it's not James Cook's time yet. 
but yeah. we'll see. Uh, but if that if that hunt trade to the Bills happens, that could be that could be a big move for the Bills. Yeah. Could definitely make some the Super Bowl favorites. Um, if they're not already. Yeah. yeah, if they're not already, and yeah, um, I see Hunt's fantasy value skyrocketing if that trade happens or yeah. any trade, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh that's our trade talk, and yeah. uh, we're just gonna be moving on to our picks, our five picks for the week. Week eight, yeah. Week um, eight. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Alrighty, I'm gonna go with your boy Tony Pollard, uh, of the Dallas Cowboys running back. Uh, week 15 of 2020, the only other game Ezekiel Elliott has missed in the last four years. Tony Tony Pollard had 132 total yards and two touchdowns for 31.2 total PPR points, and he has a great matchup this week against the Chicago Bears. So, yeah, Tony Pollard is gonna go off for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely start him. Definitely for sure. Another guy I said should buy low a couple weeks ago too. So yeah, uh, my first up is gonna be Kenneth Walker. My first pick. Um, I know you picked him last week. I'm gonna pick him this week. Um, has the most rushing yards in the NFL the last two weeks, and he's actually tied also tied for second. So he has 265 yards the last two weeks, and if you do his yards after contact, he has 200 yards after contact, which is tied for second in the NFL the last two weeks. Which is crazy. crazy. Just running through people. I know you saw last week in that game against the Chargers. Just You cannot bring that guy down. Um, he's getting more fantasy points on a week-to-week basis since taking over. Had 14.8 in week five, then up to 19, then up to, all the way up to 28.7. Getting more carries, 8 to 21 to 23. And more yards also, 88 to 97 to 167 yards last week. Four total touchdowns the last three weeks. We say Seattle's a very run-heavy offense. And if you have a guy as talented as Kenneth Walker, who is now the front runner to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, um, you're going to run a lot with that guy. And, um, yeah, I think he's definitely going to go off this week. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a hot pick this week. Uh, my second pick is going to be Devontae Smith. I feel like Minka and the Pittsburgh Steelers could be very focused on A.J. Brown this week, so that's going to leave Devontae Smith open. Uh, Smith had 15.4 PPR points week six against an elite Dallas defense, and he's fresh off a bye. So Devontae Smith, I uh, definitely see him having a big week against Pittsburgh for sure. Yeah, we talked about Pittsburgh the last couple weeks, and they have the worst uh, defense against them. They allow the most fancy points to wide receivers. So. Yeah. So maybe even A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith do for a big game. Exactly. And then that's going to be uh, my next up is going to be my second pick. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, DeAndre Swift owners can rejoice now. I can rejoice. <laughs> he's finally back after missing a couple weeks and then a bye week, of course. Uh, but he's back, and they're going to rely on DeAndre Swift. They actually, the Lions have not won a game since DeAndre Swift was the main running back in that offense. Um, Jamal Williams, he came in. His first two games filling in for DeAndre Swift, he had 23-plus fantasy points. But since then, he has less than eight the last two games. So started hot, has cooled off, actually had his first career fumble last week, which was a big one. Big one. Um, so now DeAndre Swift's coming in there. They're, he's healthy. You know, the, the people say he's going to come back after the bye week, but they gave him another week off. And then Jamal Williams did what he did that game, which was not a good sign. So And DeAndre Swift, you're looking at him. Um, Averaging 8.56 yards per carry right now. So he's getting a limited amount of carries this year because he's been banged up and kind of sharing the backfield with Jamal. But even with those limited numbers, I mean, how I don't even know why you would limit a backfield with the guy that's averaging (laughs) 8.56 yards per carry. That's just just injury concerns. It's a first down almost every time he's running the ball. Yeah. Um, pretty much. And like I said, Lions haven't won since week two when Swift was the main back. So going back to Swift this week. Yeah, I feel like they're just really concerned about his injury. They're just trying to play it safe. Yeah. 
Um, my third pick is going to be T. Higgins. Uh, Jamar Chase actually out with the hip injury. Could be four to six weeks. Uh, Chase was averaging 10.6 targets a game before injury. So we're definitely going to see T. Higgins eat up all those targets. We're definitely going to see Tyler Boyd eat up those targets, even Joe Mixon. And uh, Higgins finished week seven with five receptions for uh, out of seven targets for 93 yards and 14.3 PPR points. So that's solid flex play already with Jamar Chase out. He turned automatically into a wide receiver one, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see what they can do with them. I mean, Jamar Chase is just that big playmaker, so they're going to have to – so is Tyler Boyd and Higgins. So <laughs> yeah. A lot, they're going to get a lot of those air yards and a lot of those big, big, deep plays that Joe Burrow has been accustomed to. Yeah, um, for sure. And I'll be, uh, bring me to my uh, third pick, going to be uh, Raheem Moster, um, taking over the backfield over there in Miami. Two of his last three games, he has 19-plus fantasy points, a guy that um, I was not high on to start the season because of his injury – you know history in the league um but he's facing the lions defense that, that's allowing the second most yards per game and the second most touchdowns a game to running backs um and now he's seen even more in the receiving i know chase Edmonds was kind of going to be like their receiving back but raheem Mostert has just taken, taken over, over the backfield just completely as long as he's healthy he's a starter week in and week out if you have that guy yeah he's playing that we taken over song by akon <laughs> yeah sure. And I still don't trust Raheem Mostert <laughs> just because, like I said, his injury history. But yeah, I but mean, he's just, a shifty. He's a shifty running back. He can yeah. he can do he can do some you can some get damage for, on the if field. You can for pick sure. him up and he stays healthy. Like you say, he's shifty. He can definitely definitely run. He runs well. He's a he's a good runner. He's a well. He looks, yeah, yeah, he's really good at running. Uh, my fourth pick is gonna be T Higgins' teammate Tyler Boyd. I uh, read reports that he's gonna be lined up in multiple spots due to the Jamar Chase injury, so that's more potential to score fantasy points. And I always feel like he always goes off whenever there's an absence from Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. So I believe this will be a very pass-heavy game against a bottom 15 passing defense. And Tyler Boyd looking to build off his eight receptions out of nine targets, 155 receiving yards, and one touchdown game against a terrible Atlanta passing defense. Yeah. Uh, start Boyd, for sure. Yeah, and if, you have, if Tyler Boyd's on any other team pretty much in the NFL... He's a, he's a wide he's receiver, a wide receiver one. one, a wide yeah. receiver two on, a, on mostly every team. Yeah, so. I was hearing that um, uh, maybe like the the Falcons would be a good suitor because like he'll maybe be he'll he'll be he'll be the wide receiver one right away in yeah. Atlanta. They don't got they got Drake London, but yeah, but he has he's been slowly slowly declining. Yeah, and and, so, so and they Falcons. might not even pass the ball that often because yeah. of Mariota. So, but yeah, good pick there. Uh, my fourth pick's gonna be Travis Etienne. Now the official starter of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and why not? He's looked good the last couple weeks. Um, like we said, Kenneth Walker is first the last two weeks in rushing yards. Travis Etienne is second in the league in rushing yards the last two weeks, averaging 6.1 yards per carry. Another guy who's had limited touches, but he's getting six. That's why they trade away James Dave Robinson. Robinson yeah. because if you, And that's why Jamal Williams has been brought up in trade discussions because if you have guys that are averaging this much yards per carry, why would you want to split a backfield for someone that's not <laughs> yeah. doing – what what they're what what these guys are doing you know yeah. other just, teams could use those players yeah exactly yeah. And you can get draft picks for these guys why not and yeah. you know he just scored his and they're both young deandre swift's young travis Etienne's young why would you want to mix in you know the, yeah, the older, older backs guys, yeah. with these young guys that you wasted high draft picks on you know yeah but, makes sense yeah and he scored his first career touchdown last week um, averaging 15.4 fantasy points per game the last three weeks now like i said the official starter expect a big game for travis Etienne. if you haven't if you had him kind of stashed on your bench Now's the time to start him this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you went with the running back, so I'm going to go with the running back for my last pick. Uh, Damian Pierce, actually the second most productive rookie running back after the late, great Brees Hall. 
could come down to Pierce or Kenneth Walker for the Rookie of the Year vote. And Pierce actually has 100-plus total scrimmage yard in the last three consecutive games. Uh, this guy's the centerpiece of the Texans' offense, and they could look to feed him. Even if uh, the Tennessee Titans' rush defense is tough, they, they still could look to feed him. Like, what else are they going to do? Yeah, they are going to definitely run the ball a lot. And yeah. I can hear the sadness in your voice. sounds like Brees Hall just died <laughs> or something, like the late, great Brees Hall. I'm like, ooh, what happened to Brees Hall? Like, yeah, Torres ACL. Torres ACL had to drop him and redraft. Is is the saddest thing for me, man. Yeah. Having to drop him and redraft, you just click drop, and it's like. Yeah, and I saw, I saw a funny tweet. Um, <laughs> I know you don't watch Game of Thrones. Someone's like, it, it's like the NFL this year. Like, fancy football was like the NFL, like Game of Thrones, because, like, you fall in love with, like, a player, like a character, <laughs> and then, like, something happens to them, and then. You're sad when like that, and that Brees Hall was like that guy this yeah, year for a lot for of sure. people, you know. Like, yeah, like, yes, this is my, this is the league winner that I got. You know, he could have yeah. been in our treats. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah now he's not gonna play again for a whole year. So um, that'll lead me to my last pick, um, Brandon Ayuk, guy that I have in two leagues right now, the wide receiver twenty one, a guy that I was really high on, still young, still um, trying to find you know a place there in that receiver room behind Debo. But there is no Debo Samuel this week, already ruled out for week eight. And even with Debo playing the last two weeks, Brandon Ayuk saw 11 targets, which is a lot. Double his most on the season. Back to back games, seeing 11 targets is a lot. And over 80 receiving yards the last two games, had 83 in week six, had 82 in week seven, and then had eight catches and seven catches. So he's catching most of the targets he's getting. He's uh, had 28.3 fantasy points in week six, then had 15.2 in week seven. Both of those season highs to go along with the targets and the catches. And now he's going to fill in as the wide receiver one this week in San Francisco. They obviously have McCaffrey, and teams are going to have to worry about him. Ayuk, I think, is just super talented uh, yeah, receiver. Sure. As long as his head's straight and he's on that field, giving it 150%, he's could be a top receiver in the future of the NFL for sure. Yeah, definitely get him in your lineups if you have him on your bench stash. Put yeah, him and him and Jimmy G are kind of just you know reconnecting, getting yeah. back in their groove, mm -hmm. and uh, should should improve as the season goes on for sure. Yeah, and I'll conclude um, our picks in our Halloween edition of your Big Fat Fantasy, your BFF. Again, I am Nicholas Logan. I'm Anthony Bravo. Uh, your Big Fat Fantasy on all social media platforms. On Twitter, it's at your bff podcast yeah and uh, thank you again guys have a safe and happy halloween happy holidays stay safe thank you <laughs>